0: Hello and welcome. This is the LCU Podcast, a podcast that will bring you stories, insights, and people from Lubbock Christian University. I'm your host, Keegan Stewart, and I'm happy to be with you for another episode. On today's episode, I sat down with Thomas A. Duddle. Thomas has been leading worship at Encounter since 2005. Before then, he's been involved as a counselor and a teacher, stretching back to 1993. We spoke with him about his remarkable involvement, not only with Encounter, but Encounter LE through the years. He told us about what goes on behind the scenes in preparation for these worship services, what this experience means to him, and how Encounter has evolved through the years. We also got to talk to him just a little bit about what his life looks like outside of this camp. I hope you enjoy getting to know Thomas a little bit better. Please enjoy this conversation with Thomas A. Duddle. Thanks so much for being here today, Thomas.
1: Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm honored to uh, be here. I
0: want to kind of cover Encounter as a whole and, and the, the experience that you've had throughout, uh, you know, the, the numerous years you've been a part of it. But I want to just kind of start at the at the base level. What does Encounter mean to you?
1: Mm. You know, Encounter is a highlight for me during the year. You know, I, I look to see when it's going to line uh, every year and kind of balance my calendar around that. Um, it is uh, it is a special place. I've had an opportunity to, when we talk specifically leading worship, um, an opportunity I've been blessed to lead in a lot of different places, but there is nothing like encounter. And I'll tell people that at the other places where I've led. Uh, there's just something special about this place. I think a lot of it's the people. I think, I think a lot of it is the planning that goes into it and the in, uh, being intentional about what we're trying to do to reach these high school students. And so um, it's just, it holds a really special place in my heart.
0: Thinking about uh, me, I'll speak personally. Campton Counter got to be a part of uh, being a counselor. And when I say this, I'm speaking for a lot of people you are a staple of Encounter. You know, if we if we happen to roll into the Moody one summer and you're not up there, people would start looking around like, what's going on? You know, this is, <laughs> some, something's wrong here. But I want to ask, where did that start? Where did this begin? You've been leading worship and Encounter since 2005. How did, how did that first ball get rolling for you to, for you to be up on that stage?
1: You know, to hear you say 2005, I, uh, I, that was a long time ago. Uh, sometimes it feels like it. Sometimes it feels like yesterday. In 2004, the guy that, that that was the leader here previously, Raymond Schultz, who was the leader when I came to camp, uh, and he had been here for years, and everybody knew who Raymond was. Uh, he had decided it was time to transition, and I led on the Friday of 2004 hmm. uh, because he had to leave, and so I led. and um, I made a transition in, in student and worship ministry and moved from uh, Texas to Arizona. During that period of time, I was going to be bringing kids back from Arizona, but they said, "Hey, are you interested in in leading worship?" Uh, Raymond has transitioned, and we want you to do that. And my initial thoughts were no, hmm. <laughs> um, because <laughs> Raymond had been here for years, and to follow somebody like that was kind of daunting because of you know people knew him, he had a reputation, did a great job, um, and so. I prayed about it. I thought about it, and said, "Hey, if we're going to do this, there's some things that need to to change. There's some things that need to evolve, and we need to grow." And so they agreed that let's check all of this out, and it's that's how it started. Hmm. So you know, 18 years now, we are uh, we've seen a lot of changes that have happened in Encounter.
0: So walk us through some of those changes. How has the, the experience evolved over, over time?
1: Well, there's a lot of things that we can point to. Uh, there's several things that I think about uh, music. You know, the music has evolved over the last 18 years. And so to try to stay relevant with the students and sing the things that they can turn on the radio and hear, they may not necessarily hear at their churches uh, where they come from. Uh, so maybe it's something new that they take back to those places. Uh, the use of technology has really changed how we can create a, a an engaging atmosphere that allows people to really just kind of cut loose and worship the Lord and encourage those people that are around them. But for me, I think one of the biggest things that I think about that has changed with Encounter has been the intensity or the engagement of of the worshipers. Mm. You watch these students. I told somebody the, uh, the other day, as we were thinking about uh, this past summer's Encounter, that... What that There were certain nights uh, about five years ago where it was like we would start on Sunday and everybody was kind of getting used to the groove of what was going on. And we would eventually get to Friday and it was like, man, this is amazing how far we've grown during the week. Five or six years ago, we started a Sunday night with a Friday night intensity. Mm. And it was like, where do we go from here? Because everyone was engaged and you know the Spirit was singing through people and they were working and you could see it as they worshiped, the nonverbals just spoke as loud as as the words did. And that to me has been what I've noticed, you know, even recently has been the engagement has changed. And with that, you know, as a worship leader and, and the team that we stand up there, we just kind of start the song get out of the way. Mm. And that makes it very easy for us to be able to worship alongside everyone that's in that auditorium.
0: This last summer, it's Sunday night, night one, you and best friends walk out. You don't even have to ask the room, stand and sing with us. They see y'all coming and they are
1: up. And that sent chills down my spine. Yeah. Um, And in fact, I could see kind of from the corner of uh, being off stage and turned and looked to best friends who, who we all lead worship together. And I said, they're already up. And this year's group's a little bit younger. You know, with, when we use, utilize best friends, uh, some of them are in there for three, four years. They'll rotate out. Some of them may only spend a couple years. Well, this year we only have a couple that are, that are older that are actually graduating. This group's really young, and so they haven't experienced leading at encounter. And they were just floored by that. Hmm. And there was, some, there was some concern of, because, you know, this past encounter we started with a video and, and it kind of kicked off things, and it was like, are they going to stand? Are they going to be engaged? And we, you were exactly right, man. We didn't have to worry about any of that. They were up and ready to go.
0: What's it like working with best friends every year? You're, you, you're not with them throughout the whole no. year. So you, you get them for about a week, and you get them for a weekend for Encounter LE. But what's it like getting a different group every year and working with these these college students?
1: Well, it's hard. Like this last year, it's harder because they're they're newer and they don't they they don't know me. They don't know the expectations that we kind of set here for encounter. They're very talented, but it takes time. It takes time for me to understand kind of their strengths and weaknesses and based on some of the songs that we're looking at. And can we pull those off? Um, And you're right. I get a short period of time with them. We I think this last year, I think we rehearsed like three times during the semester because they're full-time students. Mm-hmm. They've got a heavy schedule where they're out traveling uh, with their ministry. And so we have to work around those things. And, you know, so I'll just drive in and spend some time with them. We are very strategic about those times to knock out what we can. We'll get together a couple of days for encounter before encounter starts, just to ensure that we're kind of locked in, especially with new music. And then we roll. And so there's some, sometimes it's difficult uh, again, with this past year's group, the beauty of of these students is that you can see how far they've grown as a group in their own ministry as best friends, but then also in preparing to lead this worship. And that has been exciting. And so we just kind of I just kind of roll with it. and every year, God makes it happen through that group.
0: You mentioned part of how it's evolved through the years is the technology, the the music evolving over time. Help help somebody that's just a part of the worship experience that just attends the worship experience understand what all goes into this thing ahead of time. Cause it's crazy with with the work that you guys as the worship leaders have to do, what the production team with Nate and Justin, what all they do. I mean, some people would just be shocked at all what goes into it. Can yeah. you help can you help paint the picture for that for us just for a moment?
1: Yeah. You know, I think there's I think there's sometimes the feeling that we just show up and we know the songs that we're going to sing and we, and we roll, right? I think people need to understand if we're going to peel that curtain back a little bit, that encounter finishes and we're already thinking about the next encounter. Uh, in the case where we have encounter LE that happens during the fall, we are fo- putting our focus on, you know, on that saying, Hey, this is that, that in between until we get us to the next encounter. So it's what what kind of new music do we need to introduce we've already We have already started talking about not only for what's gonna happen at l e but what's going to happen next summer as far as new music and so we are we are looking at ways that we can stay relevant, ways that we can um that it's meaningful and and that we can still stay engaged and so sometimes that means we're looking at songs that we've done, you know five, 10 years ago, is there a place for them? We're looking at thematics. We work with David phrase and Josh Stevens and those guys on that team to think about what happens on, during the, um, the speaker portion and who, do, who are we looking at to come in and encourage our, our students and, and adults and everyone that's there, uh, to, to share the word, but that's one side of, of it. And then you mentioned that technology with, um, with Nathan and Justin and Chris Schmidt and those guys who come and those are some of the most talented guys I've ever worked with, mm-hmm. ever. And they and they, this is just part of what they do. That's right. You know that you you guys are blessed here at Lubbock Christian to have them on the staff and be able to utilize their talents. And this is this is just a part of what they do. And so we've looked at their they they put in their input. They they've got great, um, it's just extremely. Uh, smart guys. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to lean into them uh, when we think about thematics, when we think about what's the stage going to look like, when they think about where do we want to start and how do we get, you know, where do we want to finish and how, what does that look like? What are those steps to finish that? This all happens months before we ever get to encounter. And what's really wild about it. And this is another thing that it's just a God thing is that we are praying that the spirit is involved in that moment. With the songs that we sing, with the people that we're bringing in, with the messages we want to try to convey, with the atmosphere we want to try to create, and then you get all that stuff planned, and you get here, and something lines up, and you go, "Whoa, hmm. that was a God thing!" Because uh, we had it happen at this, this last encounter. He said, "Hey, can you guys sing this song?" Uh, on you know while I'm well, we already had that prepared. Wow. And so you look back and you go, all right, God, we hear you. Mm. This is really cool. Thank you for setting that up that way. And thank you for allowing us to be a part of it. So when we get to Encounter and we get to to LE, we are, we're pretty well set. Now that doesn't mean we won't be flexible because sometimes what we think might connect song-wise, it may not, it may flop. And so we've got to maybe dial back and go, okay, maybe that song's not going to be, it's song's not ready yet. Maybe it's not relevant yet. And so we'll adjust as we need to, that whole idea of kind of monitor and adjust, right? And so that when we are ready to go, a lot of prayer has gone into it, a lot of thought has gone into it. And at that point then, from a worship leader standpoint and a team, we just go up and we worship.
0: One unique thing that happened in 2022 is y'all used the the stage, the platform of worship that y'all had during Encounter to record a live album. Well, first of all, people can go listen to that on Apple and Spotify, wherever mm-hmm. you get your music, go check that out. But what all, what all was, went into that? What was that like?
1: We had talked for years about the possibility of being able to do a live album. And it wasn't until 2022 that we, that we had everything that just kind of aligned itself for us to be able to put that together. Now, I've recorded a lot and when you go into record and especially when you finish the actual recording and you go into post-production where you're really kind of cleaning some things up and so forth, there was a big difference because being live, you don't have that opportunity. And so we kind of we were very strategic and, and specific about when we were trying to sing songs during that week because the whole idea of the album was to be able to create something that allowed people to, to that weren't here to kind of have a little Again, peek behind the curtain of mm. what encounter looks like or sounds like, and with a live album, um, you you get that one or two or th- maybe three times to make it sound good. And so there was some nervousness there. You know, um, what happens if we get off a little bit off key, or or where the tempo changes a little bit, or just things that naturally happen in a live album. And we took a step back and went, wait a minute, this is a live album. <laughs> and so, in fact, there was a. a one song, one specific song, I, I laughed a couple of times, and once in the chorus and once during the verse. And I can remember exactly why I was laughing, and it was because um, there, there were some kids that had started adding some hand motions or dancing or something that was going on down <laughs> front to, these, to that one specific song, and I just happened to, my eyes connected with them as it was, and it just it made me happy, but I just kind of chuckled. And when we were doing post-production, I remember Nate going, hey, do we want to clean that up? And my first thought was, yeah, we're going to clean that up. And then thought about it a bit longer and said, you know, that kind of if we clean that up, it kind of removes the, the authentic yeah. part of being a live album. And there are definitely differences in a live album and something that we can go listen on wherever it's being streamed or, you know, so used to buying a CD a long time ago, right? <laughs> and wear that thing out. So what song was that? Uh, love come down. Okay. So if you ever, I think it's like the second verse of love come down, you'll hear me giggle. (laughs) And uh, if you do, it's just, um, it was the joy of in the the moment. And I think that was a beautiful thing, but we wanted it uh, again to, for people to have a sense of what Encounter was about, but also to be able to take those songs home, be able to have them at a different time that they could use them. um, If they ever had a smaller group there and they needed somebody, you know, be able to sing along with it. But I think it was also to ultimately was to be able to share those those songs and those words and help people find encouragement. And I have enjoyed so much this past encounter after after a year, people coming back. We have worn that out. We have worn out Spotify. Mm. We have look. We have watched these videos on on YouTube. We have just all of these things, and they mean so much. And after putting it out last year and singing some of those songs this year, mm. it's awesome because people know it and they just get in there and they just let it fly. That's cool. Yeah.
0: So, Encounter Ellie, it's coming up. Getting mm-hmm. ready for that. Happy that you're going to be back in Lubbock for that. How would you How would you describe Encounter Ellie to someone? This is the difference between it and then your June Encounter session. Uh,
1: the biggest thing is time. We we cram everything we possibly can of what we experience. Encounter into into a weekend so encounter being a week-long experience we're taking and and there's certain things that are modified we don't have as many classes there's not as many students that attend le i would love if we could find a way to make sure that's on their calendar and they can make some uh, sacrifices and stuff to get here but the reality of it is you know it's it, for some groups it's hard to get here yeah. uh to just experience a, a friday night a saturday and a sunday morning but even that, we've seen we've seen attendance grow from that, and so I think for those that are coming to LE, you're, whether it's limited edition or light edition, whatever we want to <laughs> call that, you're still getting the same effort, uh, the same planning, the same. We, we want we want it to be a great experience. We want it to be an encouragement to them. LE kind of happens about you know the halfway point that we can reengage allows those students to re-engage with uh, with us while we're, you know, there until we get to the next, uh, encounter. And so that's really, that's really, I think the biggest thing we don't change anything for worship in there. They're going to get a lot of that same experience. Um, you know, the other thing that it does is uh, we've got it set up so that, you know, encounters for that night through the, the graduating class student, Le brings in a younger group. As well, In
0: The middle school. Yeah. Right. And
1: so that allows them to not only know, Hey, we have a middle school camp that's here that they can attend. It gives them exposure there, but it also gives them a little bit of insight of what they can expect when they get to ninth grade. You bet. So we don't change any of that for that. We, we are, we work just as hard and plan the same way, but they're going to get to experience the same great classes and uh, the same kind of atmosphere being on campus. And the same with uh, with worship.
0: Is there a year of encounter that sticks out as, as being the most memorable to you mm. throughout all these years?
1: Wow. Well, i got to think about that one for a second. I, I would say that, you know, sometimes they all run together now at this point. Uh, there are a few things. We were talking this past summer about some of the different entertainment that had come through the years. And we were like, now, what year was that? Was that 2008? No, I think that was 10. It might have been 11. There's certain parts of of Encounter that stick with you. For me, my children, I started recording my children doing the Encounter Welcome when they were six and four. (laughs) And so when I got both of them here as campers and played that again, Uh, during, you know, the, and it was the idea of where are you from? And they would go through all the different States and the kids would stand up and cheer and all of that. But to see them as juniors and a junior and a freshman from those times, that's something that's memorable. But I think from a worship experience last year was it, um, with everything that we put forth to, to get that recording in knowing that it would hopefully make a difference long after then encounter 22, But uh, last year was also very emotional for me. It was the first encounter that I had since my brother died. Mm -hmm. And he was, um, you know, he lived here in Lubbock. And so he always came up to encounter encounters where he met his wife. And so there were periods of time, uh, you know, I was trying real hard not to think about a lot of that. Uh, at one moment I thought I saw his silhouette in the back, which is, he would always kind of come in late and I would always pick him up and he'd set, you know, on the same side of the auditorium all the time. And so I'm thankful we were able to get through that, mm. but I felt a lot of love and support from people that were there that I don't get to see, but maybe once a year. So I, I think probably last year's step stands out. Mm. That's
0: powerful. You mentioned, mentioned. A little bit about this earlier, but how does it feel being up on stage, looking out, and watching the students connect and and you know put everything aside for a few moments and give themselves in worship to the Father? What's it like watching that from up there?
1: That is the reason why we do what we do. That gives me the greatest joy. Um, there is nothing like seeing an individual. And again, we in that auditorium in there we have, you know, from ninth grade to way old, with your counselors and your sponsors and your adult leaders, everybody that's there. And it's really neat to see the adult leaders and stuff involved, and, and they're engaged and, and they are worshiping, and you're moved by that, but there is something about seeing a, a student that is in that moment worshiping in their way. Some of them will raise their hands and some of them have their eyes closed and some of them, they don't. They are just singing at the top of their voice. But something that really moved me that I noticed that I had not seen as much this past year was there were several males that were in there that kind of caught my attention. The guys that, and I think as guys sometimes, you know, I know I did when we were growing up in the church that I grew up in, we don't sing very much. Hmm. And I don't know, it's, you know, that's some of the difference. Maybe we're scared to show emotion and things like that. Um, but I was watching a couple of, uh, of guys that were in the auditorium specifically and just pouring themselves out. And that I just stopped singing and was kind of moved to tears seeing that because I kept thinking, man, if there is some way we can bottle that up, if there was some way we can encourage them to take that home hmm. to encourage other men to sing and to worship, you know, that could be something really powerful going on. So just to see those guys engaged, specifically those guys engaged, but then you span across the auditorium and, and you see all these individual students just pouring their hearts out, it's very moving. I'll say that it's very moving, but it also gives me just great joy to see God being worshiped in that place, in that way. And knowing that um, we are worshiping alongside them and that what's happening in this place, not because of me or anybody standing up on stage, but there are lives being changed for generations I had a friend tell me that, and it hit pretty hard because with that comes a lot of responsibility. But to know that somebody's life's being impacted through worship and encounter, man, that's really special. As I mentioned earlier,
0: hundreds of students know you because of this camp, because mm-hmm. of Encounter LE, because of Encounter. Thomas, help us get to know you a little bit better Outside of that, we want, we, we want to know uh, what Thomas does the other 52 weeks of the year. So
1: where, where do you live? What do you do? <laughs> what else can we know about Thomas? You guys might be really disappointed. He's a, <laughs> Thomas is a boring guy outside <laughs> of encounter. <No> <laughs> um, so when I left Lubbock Christian, I had the opportunity to work with churches in Texas and in Arizona. I did that for about 12 and a half years. And there was an opportunity for me to transition and I had already started thinking about, you know, God, how can you how can I still be used without a church paying me? How can I be used for your kingdom doing something else? And he goes, Okay, well let's try this. And so he gave me some opportunities. I I currently sell software to help take care of my family during the week. And then on weekends and and certain times I then have the opportunity to help out other churches by leading worship, or I will lead worship at retreats or camps like this during the summer. And so that was some of the transition I made. But after I got out of ministry, we, we, we moved back to where we currently live, which is in Keller, Texas, uh, kind of that North Fort Worth area. And I'm married. My wife Krista is a school teacher. Uh, we have a daughter that's at Lubbock Christian, Amberly. We just uh, we have a son named Brady that is has just graduated from high school. And in saying those, I feel really old, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, mentioning about where my children are and in, in their uh, life experiences. But um, I have spent a lot of time watching them play sports over the last few years mm-hmm. and have been really fortunate to, to, to track along with them along that. And so now that we're kind of transitioning away from some of that stuff, I'm going to be able to get back to the things I really love to do, and that's go play golf Mm-hmm. That's uh, be able to hang out with my friends, uh, go to sporting events more, uh, just kind of soak all of that up. And so, pretty, you know, I I I'm an ordinary guy, you know, and uh, who feels extraordinary because of God, because we all are just you know we need to be extraordinary people, and I think sometimes we think I oh, were just ordinary, but like I said, I I love to to spend time with my family. If you're ever to drive by my house, I take great pride in my yard.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Uh, so I don't like weeds in my yard. I like it looking like a golf you know, green out there. But uh, that's, that's who I am out of here. I've been blessed with some incredible friends that I love to hang out with and uh, just kind of looking forward to seeing what's in the next phase here for me. So where was the
0: where was the seed planted for you getting the experience to lead worship? Did that happen at LCU? Did that happen before you entered college? Where did that where did you develop that skill set?
1: My mom said that I came out of the womb singing. <laughs> uh that I had a microphone and ready to go and it, I you know I would I would uh, they would put a little box up there when we weren't tall enough to stand up by their microphone behind the podium when we were kids growing up and singing. And I think they'd have us, you know, start being a song leader, mm-hmm. um, maybe when we were like 10, 11 years old, that kind of thing. And I found the passion for music um, as I grew from that, you know, playing and being in athletics and I was in band and things like that. And my junior year, I realized that girls like guys that can sing. <laughs> And so I got into chorus and, uh, and it was wild because yes, I could read music, but, um, the whole chorus thing was new for me. So I did that. I had the opportunity. Um, I was a backup singer for acapella, the Christian group, acapella for a while toured with them, uh, in between or right after high school, moved to Paris, Tennessee and did that and then had the opportunity to come to school at Lubbock Christian Um, wasn't sure whether I was ready to do that or continue with the internship and, and those things. But I, I showed up here, I showed up just a little bit late, right before school started and was able to be in a, in a great group that traveled and did ministry. And so my, my passion for music ministry continued to grow at the time. A lot of our churches didn't realize what a worship leader was. We had a lot of song leaders. And to me, there's a difference, you know, anybody can get up and start a song, um, I think there's a lot more that goes into worship leading and that's for a whole nother conversation. But I think it started, it really started for me when I was here at Lubbock Christian, but it wasn't until I got into full-time ministry that I realized that there was a difference between song leading and worship leading and kind of, uh, even though there weren't a lot of full-time worship leaders at that time to kind of pick other people's brains and go, Hey, how are we doing this? And what's the best way we can, you know, do the best that we can to prepare our people and, and worship God because he, he deserves our very best. So and and then there was just the growth. I think the growth of being able to do it, that on the job training uh, has allowed me to, to get better. Uh, there's still other things that I can do better and want to do better, but you know, I'm thankful for the experiences I've had, the people that have been put in the place, whether that's from college all the way through that have, just allowed me to continue to have that passion to, not only for music, but to lead worship. I
0: want to wrap up today's conversation by asking you, what what does LCU mean to you? You you already hinted at it. We know Amberlee's here as a student, now your daughter, and you come back every summer and, and every encounter L.E. in the fall, and you're deeply connected here. What does this institution mean to you?
1: Oh, this institution gave me the opportunity to uh, become who I am today. Um, I think there would be some people that, that would go, if, uh, if they saw me at times at Lubbock Christian, just uh, because I hadn't experienced some of the, the growth and maturity. I was pretty immature when I got here, pretty cocky um, and was put in my place more than once. And that allowed me to go, Oh, I need to reevaluate who I am and what I do and how I do things. And not everybody's going to like me. And I'm a people pleaser. Uh, I've got that ingrained in me. And as I have grown, being outside of college and and so forth, I've have seen I can't please everybody, and that's okay. If my family loves me and respects me, that's what matters the most to me. And so, LCU helped me with that personal growth. It gave me the tools that I needed to be successful in my career today. Uh, as a business communications student, being able to understand how to to communicate face-to-face with people, how to stand before a group and be able to do that. So I'm thankful for those traits that they laid the foundation that I could grow upon. Uh, The school gave me uh, my wife, you know, it introduced me to my wife and I'm forever grateful for that. It's given me lifelong friends uh, that I'm forever grateful for that. And people who challenge me and, and check on me and allow, allow us to do life together. And then it's given a place for now, you know, my child to be able to come back and, and pave her own way. Mm -hmm. You know, poor Amberly has, when she first got here was that whole, oh, you're Thomas's daughter. (laughs) And I never, ever wanted that for her. And in fact, we didn't, there were no expectations for her to come to Lubbock Christian. Uh, God put her here and she's been very successful and we're thankful to see all that she's going to do from there. So I'm I know that's just my story, but there are so many other stories. You know, you have that story, and you've got a rich heritage of, you know, being at Lubbock Christian prior to you being here and everything you've been successful at doing. And so, there aren't a lot of places that can do that. So this is a very special place. Uh, it's been exciting to see the growth since we have left college, which was a long time ago. It's exciting to see where this is going, and I just think that makes it um, that makes it much easier to want to be a part of it. And so I'm thankful that Encounter will still have me, and that I get to still be a part of this, and hopefully we've got a number of years still left to continue to do this. And and then the the legacy of, of everyone that's come behind at Lubbock Christian will be able to continue to prepare the way for those students that are coming in the future.
0: Thomas, thank you for all of the ministry uh, work that you do pouring into these LCU summer camps. Thank you for the way you lead us in worship up on that stage, uh, all the times you do throughout the year, so... Thanks for everything you've given to LCU. We appreciate you
1: greatly, sir. Well, I that means a lot to me. Uh, it really does. It uh, means a lot to me in my heart. I appreciate that.
0: And thanks for thanks for taking the time to have this conversation today.
1: You bet. You guys are great. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the LCU podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and shoot it to someone else. Tell them to listen to it as well. Leave us a like, a rating, and a review. We hope you have a great day. God bless. Thanks for listening to LCU's podcast. For more content like this, go to lcu.edu.